0: This podcast is brought to you by GG Poker. GG Poker won huge tournaments and hold the Guinness World Record for the largest prize pool for an online poker tournament. As the world's biggest online poker room, GG Poker are making poker fun again. GG Poker offers exciting game formats and software features that aren't available anywhere else. So why play anywhere else? Plus, if you're new to GG Poker, get £60 free play when you make your first deposit of £10 or more. Players must be 18 plus. Full terms and conditions apply. Please see ggpoker.co.uk for details. BeGambleAware.org. Please play responsibly.
1: Lucky Land Casino asking people, "What's the weirdest
2: place you've gotten lucky?"
0: Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha! In my dentist's
2: office
0: today, alright? It's the Monday Club. Yeah, the, That's the Club.
5: Best. That
0: is the best <laughs> thing ever. And I am joined by the amazing Amy Canavan, and if you've not listened to Amy's interview with Paul Elliott, I suggest you do it right now. Yes. Soccer Supernova. Well done, Amy. Brilliant interview. How are you, Amy? I'm
4: doing For really some- well. Um, like I say, I'm, I'm buzzing after uh, last week was a bit... Mental with for me, like say Paul Elliott, that was unbelievable to get to speak to him. And, um, I, honestly, I, it's not just because it's my own interview, but I urge anyone because I think everybody should be a little bit more Paul Elliott, I really do. Uh, um, we- he is an exceptional man. He is an exceptional man. But yeah, on the um, contrast to that, it was great to talk to him. We were talking about bad days in Celtic's Past and <laughs> you know, as we were going through that, I
5: think Yeah, I always say well done as well, Amy. I thought it was the best interview you've done so far on the, the supernova channel and I just thought it was well done you, it was brilliant, I loved it. I thought Paul Elliott as well though, you asked him the right questions but he can answer a question well. Yeah. He's clear. he's an intelligent man, isn't he? And I'm also proud on the Monday Club
0: by the enigmatic. um
5: <laughs> and some answer to Ooh Ah, chanting Ah. <laughs> Russell, boys, boys, how are you? I'm gosh, I'm good, mate. I'm good. It's a strange. It's going to be the strangest <laughs> week I think since I've right. since I've been involved with the show. I generally believe this is going to be the weirdest week yet that we're trying to. We're going to get pelters at times, and you know what. No one's going to get more pelters than whoever's made this managerial decision, I don't think.
0: (laughs) Well, next to that, now my opening outburst is going to be Kevin Graham-like. Okay, so here we go. First I'm going to make it, then I'm going to break it till it falls apart. Hating Mm -hmm. all the shaking and shaking while you're breaking my brittle heart. Brittle heart, bring on the new messiah wherever he may roam. Bring on the new messiah wherever he may roam. Now, Uh music aficionados will recognise that's a line or lyrics from Bring on the Dancing Horses by Echo and the Bunnymen. Uh The way I feel right now, current board members are doing to every Celtic supporter's heart, they're breaking it, or as Laura Bradford would prefer me to say, they're tearing it asunder. Uh The name Angie Postacoglu, Modern Studies essay, Discussed for 30 Marks. Let's go, Amy. Your thoughts?
4: Wow, um, what a change from from last week, isn't it? It's um, there's no denying it. It's ridiculously disappointing. I'm um, I i do not know right now if I'm more disappointed or if I'm more mortified. I'm, um, you know, on behalf of the club, um, but. Wow, what a state we find ourselves in! I don't know how heavy we're going right away. I don't know if to gauge from little how how harsh we're going. Um, but it's and
0: you a- Do what you want, because <laughs> well, you know I will.
4: <laughs> it's a bit of a so shake up how having the space from Wednesday, you know, season uh, selling season tickets, you know, basically saying all but saying house in the bag, to Thursday not being confirmed, to Friday we're in advanced talks with another another manager. Wow, how how quick do you get to an advanced talk stage? I think that just shows in itself the, the calibre of this manager. This is not a, a Brendan Rodgers S coming in. You know, if there was um if, if it was a man of that um of that stature, of that uh, due diligence, I don't think he would managed to go from, from being nowhere to, to being in advanced talks within 24 hours. You know, that sort of sounds like a guy who's who's ready to, to drop everything at, at the drop of a hat. You know, this is an opportunity he cannot turn down and, and I am dying to be, you know, in advanced talks with um, with Celtic Football Club. It doesn't sound like the man that, that we are after. Then in complete other contrast you can totally you can go with you know how you know we should we shouldn't be going for him. He's he's made us wait and wait um, and we've been we've been sitting in the corner like a little child and letting him decide and dictate everything and let him you know have, have all the toys that he wants at his disposal. You know you, you can go into you know Toys R Us and, and pick everything you want, and then he ends up picking he ends up going to Smiths or something like that. So <laughs> um, you, you can weigh it up in two options. But I think right now I, I, I think it is, is mortifying that we have found ourselves in this state. You know this was a a club for the past. I don't know probably not for the full ten but for five five years maybe four or five years we have been a steady a steady ship a model um of of great governance and everything that has is, is went well and like I say the, the steady strip is is so so far sunk it's um it's, it's a disgrace it's and it's an, it's an embarrassment so to find ourselves in this state as you say to be you know I'm not even going to. A, a, a attempt to, to go for his surname, Tony. I will leave that to you. But um, wow it's it's been quite a, it's been quite a shift from last week.
0: Russell, now I'm going to a few things I've said in the pod after February. Right when Neil Lennon left February. Mm-hmm. Right, tomorrow we'll doing the first. Still no any further forward. But here's a snapshot of things I've said. Right, we wanted an appointment, not a disappointment. Right.
2: Mm -hmm. Celtic
0: does not shrink to fit inferior players. The boardroom table does not shrink to fit inferior members. And then the the St. Francis prayer that I said, and I keep getting back to it, they have totally done this all all by themselves. Whether it was harmony, you brought discord. Whether it was truth, you brought error. Whether it was faith, you brought doubt. And whether it was hope, you brought despair. Those words should be echoing around everywhere at Celtic Park right now especially at the top level, because I cannot see where they go from here. And as Amy said, embarrassment doesn't even begin to cover it. What's your thoughts?
5: No, I agree with you. I think there's two sides as well. I think for me, it's got the hallmark to Ronnie Dyla. My concern is that it could be even more like Pedro Cuxinha. Um, an unknown quantity that comes into the game that's going to be ridiculed from the start which I've always said on this show every single week that whoever gets the job if it's not how is going to be viewed as the second best option and we're all going to deep down know you weren't the guy we wanted and that's going to count against them from the start rightly or wrongly Um, the only move for me I thought Celtic should have made was for a big name I think that just to try and reconnect the fans I don't know where they go with season tickets now with this appointment I just don't and I'm not saying it's right to be like this, judgmental, and we don't probably we've probably not done all our homework on him. But the fact is that that is how it's going to be. You're trying to unite a huge fan base here, and you're not going to do it with with unknown quantities. Uh, whether he's I've seen someone post on Twitter yesterday that he's won the equivalent of the European Championships. I find that you know. Complete just flattery, you know, beyond all all reality. I don't think that's quite what he's done at all, to be fair. And I think there's also the question you need to ask Tony is why is it only Celtic looking at a 55 year old manager now? Why? I've never seen him linked to one big job before. Um, I expect us to double down on Howe. I thought if we didn't go for Howe, try and get a huge appointment made. Something, even if it is a Frank Lampard, right, which I'm not advocating. Everyone can do, but I think he would have been like the. He would have been a name that gave a lot of young fans hope anyway, because he was he's such a well known well known quantity. Unlike miss out on your number one and then go for someone if we're all being honest none of us have heard of I think it's a bold bold move hopefully it pays off I can't see it so I,
0: and Amy, I I just don't think Postecoglou is on MD's wanted list personally mm-hmm. no, I think it's a it was an insult to every Celtic fan's intelligence that it was put out through various media platforms that they have been scouting this guy for months mm-hmm. Amy said there you scouted a guy for three months, couldn't get a signature, and then all of a sudden, within 72 hours or less than that, you, you've you've done your, all your due diligence on this guy. I mean, it's, it, it's incredible. And then you've done your due diligence to the fact that there's even more worrying press reports that he might not even have his coaching badges or his licences to actually do the job in this country. I mean, Amy, surely these are things that should be nailed down. You, if you have scouted this guy for months, you would know these things. That's why I'm saying it's insulting to you and I, intelligence, that they've done any kind of homework on this guy. It just I mean, it just reeks of amateur hour, really, doesn't it?
4: Absolutely. It's its beyond amateurish. It really is. Um, you know, we can sit here and the club can say, you know, we've, we've kept tabs on him for a few months. Well, it doesn't really seem the case, you know. It, Every all our eggs were in, in Eddie Howe's basket. That's certainly what it seemed. You know, you can't say we're we're selling season tickets basically on the the banking that the manager. We obviously we'd hope for him to be announced. And I appreciate they've not said house, so uh, you could you could could just all be here saying rumours. But you know, I am under ninety nine percent assurance that it's, it's how that they were. You know, referred into. And if anybody else thinks mm-hmm. otherwise. Please, please offer up, but it is amateurish. You know, there's there is this whole malarkey about his his UEFA license, and it's just and I, and again, and I understand that we've got to appreciate the his achievements that he, he's done across the world. Um, you know, you look in Australia, and of course, players are going to come out now and see you know, he's well-equipped, he's well-organised, he won't settle for anything other than the best. Of, of course, they're all going to say that. But I think, who who was it? I can't remember. And it was ABC Australia. I think they, they woke up and I think everybody said that Australia was in absolute raptures, that, that he'd been, you know, linked to Celtic. That just shows you how big a move this is. So, of course, people can come in and say he's been linked to other roles, but this is as close as it's got and as, as big as it's got. And again, we could totally you know he he could be revolutionary he really could be but i don't think the the manner right now i don't think the the mortifying um scenario and all my my feelings of thanks, it's not around him, it's the way that the club have handled it, how have we got ourselves into this position, you know, this yep. is the stable ship that we have been for the last four, four five years, whatever you want to, to determine it to, to this, and and that's what I mean that, that we've went from, you know, pretty much assuring fans that we've got them on the Wednesday not having them on the Thursday, but to be in advance talks with somebody else on a Friday, that is a a, a predicament that we, we shouldn't be finding ourselves in, you know, we shouldn't be People are coming in and saying that, that how's not this great big manager that we've um, that, that we're making him out to be. Well, how are we not then even attracting that mediocre manager? How are mm. we not selling ourselves to, to Howe? Why are we sitting in the corner waiting for Howe, waiting for his staff? Well, Glasgow Celtic, then why we we can't be that entity that, that we we are you know causing to be, saying to be, probing to be because we're quite clearly not.
0: Yeah. And I'm going to put this to you, Russell. Okay, mm-hmm. for those of us certain vintage will remember today's Sesame Street <laughs> is brought to you by the letter U. Now that was the first U, and it's unpronounceable. Andy Posticoglu Pentecostal or whatever his name is. Posticoglu, I think mm-hmm. that's the correct pronunciation this manager is being foisted upon the Celtic supporters and against many of their will. Now, the second you is the reason this is being foisted upon the Celtic fans is because of a board that are unaccountable. Very they good. you they want. <laughs> and, in, and if this manager comes in, you bet your bottom dollar that Celtic's version of the untouchables, i.e. John Kennedy and Gavin Strachan, will be part of the backroom team and as Amy alluded to at the start, it's totally and utterly underwhelming four you so far. The fifth you, unacceptable why well, you can't go out and get how, if that was your number one target. And I tell you what, see if this gamble backfires and Celtic are on a wing and a prayer with this guy, they're hoping that it happens yes. he hits the ground running. They have no idea how this guy's going to do or not. And if it doesn't and it backfires, it'll be utterly unforgivable when you think that the club from the summer of 2018 to now has dragged itself to the, the depths that it has sunk to since then is unbelievable. About seven years there, uh, yeah, it
5: was, that was really good. <laughs> Russell, what say you to that? Well, I think you're spot on the money. I just, Amy was spot on as well with everything that she said. I think that the club's it's quite funny because it actually feels like. The, see when you look at the contrast of Eddie Howe with this appointment, it actually strikes me that we're basically we've hired yet another yes man because we didn't want it. We still haven't learned from the mistakes, and we still don't want to have guys that are independent of their own mind and that are probably going to take you to task and call you and hold you to account. You're saying unaccountable, Tony. Eddie Howe would take the Celtic board to account. They would hold him to account, and he would ensure. I want my full team, I want to have my all-backroom team, I want this player, I want that player, and you're going to go and do it. They've now hired someone, yet again, you know it's a, it's a bold thing that they want. They want yes-men in, in these roles. They're going to give him his coaching staff again. We're not learning from the exact same mistakes we've already made so many times. Strange.
0: Ken Gimm said a thing on Friday, Amy, which he always refers to, the accountant in him, and he says it all comes down to money. This just smacks of that, doesn't it? The CFC equals cheap skate FC, mm. you know, because this is a cheap appointment and if you're not to bring in any background staff, then even cheaper, you know, and if you've alluded to this guy, this is a big deal in Australia because this guy is possibly getting a crack. Of course he's going to take it. He's not going to turn it down, is he? Absolutely. You know,
4: if it's
0: offered. And so it, it's just, it's just the way Celtic conduct their business and as Russell said they, are, they're never, they don't seem to be willing to learn by any mistakes.
4: Absolutely, I appreciate you know, out in Australia maybe he is he is well respected and maybe you know, he's, he's not a yes man of course, maybe, maybe he's not but to us right now we needed a big appointment within our sphere and I know that can be a little bit blended <laughs> and a little bit ignorant but this is not the time for us to experiment and go out and try and bag an Australian... A hero, whatever you want to call him, I don't. I don't know. You know, we needed somebody who who knows who knows really where we're trying to go. And I, and I know that's maybe a, a silly <laughs> question because God knows where Celtic's going right now. But we need somebody who, who could. And I keep using it to steady the ship. You know, there is we are we were a believable twenty five points of uh, um, behind the title winners this season. You know, it's an absolute. Calamity, and it's been it's been a season of calamities, and this just sort of adds to it. You know, it's it's been a disastrous defence, um, and it just sort of seems like a disastrous defence of of Eddie Howe as well, and a disaster. Oh, sorry, or a disastrous defence of, of our managerial role. It's it's just that it's messy, um, it's amateurish and it's just really reflecting everything that's that's played out on, on the pitch for Celtic this season.
0: I'm dressed in black, Amy, it's the Johnny Cash (laughs) gear. I've been in sombre mood since Friday. All right. Uh, Russell's a bit more positive now. People tuning in will be saying you're probably too negative. Can we grasp some positives from this? post Coglu, Russell, is there positives there? I know he's won titles in Australia and he's won titles in Japan and he's taken Australia to the World Cup Finals. I mean, that to me is the the only positive so far. I mean, people keep posting me links that he he speaks well, he talks the talk. As Amy said, this is Glasgow Celtic. It ain't any, any football job.
5: No, I mean, I, I tried my absolute best on Friday, we had a great debate, Tony, I was trying to be as positive as I possibly could then, if I had known that this was going to be the name that was actually coming into the post, I probably would have re- revised my positivity on Friday and maybe second-doubted second myself, maybe I was being a bit naive to think that there was going to be a masterstroke pulled off. Um, I am underwhelmed. I think the you—that's my favourite—you out of your seven. yous mate, was underwhelmed by the the appointment that's going to happen. Well, what seems like it's going to happen? Who knows? They could still blow this deal as well. You never know. But no, nah, it's not. It's it's not one that's going to get the you know the fire inside you know burning again. It's not. It's not going to inspire. And that's the key, the, the, right now Celtic felt inspired by an Eddie Howe vision or coming into you know, Everyone really wanted that to happen. And if you miss out on your number one target, you make sure the second one, at the very least, is a name people can connect with. Um, unfortunately, we've got a name that we can't pronounce. And also as well, with the Eddie Howe
0: speculation, there was nothing from the board, no communication to say that it wasn't going to happen. And so we Connecting Dots believes that they knew that that wasn't going to happen, but they allowed that narrative to string along and happen in in the hope that season ticket holders would renew by their thousands. Yes. Now, it's a strong word that they duped and lied to supporters, and if that is the case, they duped them and they lied to them, thinking that the blind faith and the reboot, rebuild, mm-hmm. remember that I was talking mm-hmm. about last week, you know, because they, they never let anybody in on the fact that this deal was on the verge of collapse until Amy says, "What well, the Thursday was coming, the Friday wasn't, you know, Amy, so, I mean, there, there's been a lot, um, Celtic supporters have been misled here.
4: Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. You know, like, and, and and that's what really alluding to that. Obviously, the, the that post came out that oh, we had hoped to have a manager in place by the time these season tickets went on sale, and you say, I appreciate they never named how, but it's so obvious that that is who they were. You know, insinuating it to be so, it is it's a massive disappointment, and I think. You know, I, I I have no idea when you said it, Tony, but I've alluded to it for for certainly the last uh, last few months. But you always said that certain indeed, an appointment, not a disappointment. Um, mm-hmm. And and I just feel that this is a disappointment. I really do. I think as, as Russell rightly said, I'm not I'm not buzzing about it. I've not got you know, I'm I'm not going. Wow, this is this is exciting. And I'm not just saying this because he's not, you know, he's not how, but. You know, oh we, we we really spoke so much about what what does Brexit mean? You know, to to our market, to to our transfer targets. You know, we're really going to be looking, need to look within, look within with within yeah. Scotland, in the UK. You know, and I think that was a little bit of the excitement with Eddie Howe as well. This is a guy who's, you know, we can talk all about his promotions and whatnot through throughout the leagues, but. At the heart of those promotions is playing in those leagues, you know. So he knows that the lower leagues of England, inside and out. And I appreciate that we're going. I'm going to get some comments coming and going. Oh well, that's not where we should be looking. But there are little gems there, you know. Look, my perfect example. Look at Ivan Tony. He is just almost. Single-handedly t- took Brentford up, and they have got a, a fantastic setup down there. And, and Thomas Frank's done a great job, but he has been that missing link these last few years. I think that's four years now that, that Brentford really should have been up, uh, been up in the Premier League. But they've been missing that killer instinct, that killer instinct of a striker. And, and Tony's got it, you know. So there are there are players down there, and th- there's a market, and, and that's where we need to be delving into right now because we're, we're missing out too often, and we're missing up on, on talent up here as well. That there's little gems that are going, you know why is, you know, Lyndon Dykes at, at, at Livingston, Mark Warburton swept him up and, and got him down to QPR. I'm not saying that maybe Dykes, we should have signed him, but, you know, he, he's got a lot. And Russell, you know, we're all excited to see, to see him for to play for Scotland. So there's something, there's an excitement, big, powerful centre forward. So th- there are little gems out there, but does Postacoglu come in and, and know this? You know, is he going to try and, and bring in players from, from Australia and whatnot? And is that going to be plausible? Who knows where his his eyes see um, so it's, uh, there's just a lot of matters have to come into it so it's not just an ignorance that we don't know his name it's also just thinking that the whole bigger picture that why is Celtic aiming for a guy that doesn't really know the market that fundamentally we're going to need to be looking into
0: Russell we were speaking on the group chat and a, and a few things came up and just touching on what you've said mm-hmm. there as well yep. Yeah, two big major issues of concern right for people Celtic supporters right now are the lack of gravitas with Postacoglu, right? When you're trying to yep. attract players and you're trying to get current players to stay, and you just feel, as Amy's touched upon there, is he the right man to attract the calibre of player that Celtic lead right now as they rebuild, right? Mm. Tony, right? Tony was in the building and he left, and I'm not harping back because people hate you, but <laughs> Brentford are now in an English Premier League club. I know. It was Ivan Tony scored over 30 I goals. I know. Right, so, there's an argument there. They were the nearly men for four years, signed Ivan Tony, they're now an English Premier League club. It's a brilliant example there, as Amy says. Right? And then the other fact is that he's probably a guy who's going to come in and take the backroom staff that the board want him to take, i.e. Sure. Uh, Strachan and Kennedy. Sure. Those two issues right away cause total and utter division amongst the Celtic supporters because they're like no
5: can he have that I think I I I think we go one further Tony as well Mm -hmm. I think he's I think he's going to be Signing the players he's told to sign. Well, I don't think he'll have any influence on that whatsoever. I know Amy was touching about the Australia thing. Yeah. I actually think that's wishful thinking that we would give the manager <laughs> such such a platform to sign players he wants. I think that would be that just just doesn't fit in with the narrative we've now got. Unfortunately, this guy is going to be our yes man, our next yes man. I'm afraid I can tell already.
0: Yeah. So you know, Amy, you said there yeah, that that that's a worry. Moving forward, that you know, he comes in and is it does, he is he all okay fair with the, the British game, you know. I I certainly don't see him, to think that he will be, you know. Yeah, he be handed a list of targets, but does he know who they are?
4: Exactly, but there's there's the flip side to that as well. You know, obviously the the players fundamentally want to be to be signing for Celtic and playing for Celtic, but they, do they really want to be playing under under this man who maybe they they don't know themselves, you know? Who's to say that? You know, you obviously you can't talk talk for other players and whatnot and for targets. But you look at you look at Gerard. You know that that's a name that's, that's going to be many young players' idols. You know that the way that we're looking at it right now, if you're aiming for a, a twenty to, to twenty-five year old, you know midfielder or striker, Gerard's going to be up there for for one of their heroes just just because of who he is. And you're not telling me that a lot of a lot of younger players would be wanting to play under Howe. I appreciate that there's obviously I, I don't want you don't want to keep dragging back to Howe and, and now we can start to pick up. Oh, he wasn't this, he wasn't that. But he's in. He is the football that he played was exciting? It was dynamic. You know, he's got he's got a decent history of you know getting young players through, helping young players along. You know, we we named some some guys last week who would be looking to. You know, to to really be bringing in his sort of people, so there's the attraction there of, of his name, not only to to the fans, but to to targets, to players, and I don't know if a 55 year old Australian Postacoglu has it. I, I don't know.
0: Well, if you're coming north of the border, and you have a chance to sign for Celtic or Rangers, and you see the two managers, as you've just said, Gerard or Postacoglu to me, it's an Oakland test. You spoke about this, off air, Russell. You know, you you would probably pump for Gerard on the basis of the name alone, wouldn't you?
5: Yeah, I think so. And I, I, you know, I, I appreciate that we were hoping with the Howe appointment. And you know, obviously, I was on many buses, right? But we were hoping with the uh, we were hoping with the Howe appointment that was a sophisticated option. That was a guy who was going to take Celtic to another level or back to a, a previous level that we were at, and with some proper coaching. The reason I always went back to Keane thing was, I, and it was one of many options I wanted to get behind whoever, but I just thought Keane is a short-term fix in a short-term situation. Champions League money is nearly 99% guaranteed for winning the league next year. I can't believe we're going to experiment with that. I would have put, and I'm not saying it was, I had to be all about Roy Keane, but you then go, who would you sign for, Roy Keane, Gerrard? You've got a debate. I'm not saying a lot of people, I'm sure, would still oh. choose Gerard. That's fine. But yeah, we're yeah. having a conversation, aren't we? Yeah, oh, you yeah, just yeah. said there, got a um, just you saying. just said there, Gerard, or you know, this option. Oh, no, I can't no, even pronounce no. his name. And we're not, the genuinely, you are going, it's Gerard. Every single player will choose Gerard over him. I would rather we were in the debate than not even, you know, in the, in the room. I think that's the sad, the sad reality of going through like this. And as I say, with so much at stake, maybe how was a long-term plan, right? And he would have been brilliant over a, over a course of period of years, right? Or however long we could hold on to him. We now just need to get with it with short-termism. Because the the Champions League starts in 50 days. So we need a short-term view for that. And we need a short-term view for the fact that the prize this season is far greater than it's ever been. I would have went for a name as opposed to maybe the best, whoever we think is the best coach. Mm. And I think for all the arguments they make for... For this man, um, in terms of a coaching status, in terms of his managerial achievement, I don't think it's long-term vision that we've we've left ourselves enough time to be anymore. It should have been short-term FC this summer, Tony.
0: <laughs> I couldn't agree more because that 35 million Champions League money has yep. been dangled in front of you for winning the title, yep. and at this moment, you've got instinct telling you that Celtic probably won't win the title unless something miraculous happens. But get back to your you on a wing and a prayer and you're hoping that this guy yes. is the real deal. You should not be getting into a season hoping that your manager is the real deal or scrambling to cobble a team together. You know, there are lots being mentioned about the, the City group and the Fergal Harkin influence. If, mm-hmm. if it's going to be Fergal Harkin, but I couch these words, Virgo Harkin is due to be appointed this week. I've heard that before, not <laughs> in the past. Uh, so I treat that with kind of, you know, disdain at this minute in time. But this whole city group franchise thing, you know. So if Manchester City are the big, the McDonald's, and a coming to America style, right? <laughs> Manchester City are McDonald's, then Celtic are McDowells, the one that's to compete, you know. <laughs> very good, you know, very good. That's the way the club's being handled and treated in my mind. You know, they are McDowell's, the small man trying to make those into the Big Mac. You know, yeah. I, I, I cannot get my head around this, how the club have fallen so far from such a position of strength and dominance. That's not yes. Dominance, right? But they have allowed that in three years to slip through their fingers. It's astonishing. And the fans, is that, you know, I, I hate the word entitled. we never felt entitled. We were just enjoying being
1: where we are. It's the Marketer's Report. This week, Patrizia Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, direct consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on the difficult task of building and retaining consumer trust. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. Not just a media company, iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. It's the Marketer's Report. This week, Patrizio Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, Direct to Consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery weighs in on the difficult task of building and retaining consumer trust.
2: Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy. And we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. The best thing for us to do is to build a relationship with our consumers. And if those consumers have a relationship with the DJs that are on air, then we want to build on that. House of the Dragon, which was one of our most successful, if not the most successful campaign we've ever done for a show, audio was a core part of that.
1: As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. Not just a media company, iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Yeah, And they
5: thought
1: that they
0: would continue to evolve because big clubs evolve, that's what we do. They have plans, they have structures, they have processes. But it turns yeah. out Rodgers is the exception to the rule. Clearly, yeah. Rodgers is actually the blip in what's happened in the last three years. Wow. Right? Yeah. And, wh-
5: and who's appointed this guy, by the way, as well? I thought the director of football would surely have been well, if we weren't going to go for house team, surely the first move we make is you get Fergal Harkin and then he chooses his man. Has yeah. that already happened? Well, it's hard to tell, isn't it? Somebody has to answer those questions.
0: Yeah. You, know, you were saying at the start as well that you just, you're just you shaking your head because you, you're sitting there in disbelief. You can't believe this, can
5: you? No, I can't. Honest truth, no, no. I, I mean, I, oh, as I say, I mean, I feel f- more foolish now for Friday than ever because I was trying to bring waves of positivity. Genuinely thinking, if they've missed out on the guy that was, you know, they've courted for months. It's so public knowledge. This is your one. Then I thought the only thing we'll do though, which is a good thing, is we'll go get a huge name now to compensate for the the missed opportunity. We're doing the exact opposite of what I genuinely thought, Tony, and and I can't believe that, I can't believe they think this is the smart move and this is how they're going to, see, firstly, from a business point, we've talked about being treated as customers, if that's your customer base, you're not doing very well at keeping them on side and getting them to sell season tickets. It's a hard sell. It's a harder sell now with that guy in charge. And I, do, I know I've been so disrespectful about him I probably am a wee bit out of order, but I just think from a business point of view, you miss out on Eddie. How how do you sell season tickets? You would have went just for a name at the very least, right? But I'll tell you one thing as well. Um, when it comes to the season ticket books, those you're talking about being misled earlier, the automatic renewals had already begun before we admitted how the thing was mm-hmm. off. I find that very naughty.
0: So, I mean, this is Celtic's idea of thinking out the box, right? And a lot of people are saying, you don't support a manager, you support the club, you support the team. And I get that. And if it is Andrew Postacoglu that comes in, yep. we have no but to get behind it. But you feel as if there's a, a gun being pointed at your head to say to hey, you, get behind this guy. You know, there are uh, too many better candidates out there. I don't want to put you on the spot Amy, but would you do you have anyone in mind that you would like to see Celtic try and attract and if it's not going to be Postacoglu or go to an alternative? Just nodding that out. to,
4: To be honest right now, I think it is just still... It's just such a state of of disappointment and it's I think there's a there's a lot of angst kicking in more than anything. You know, we are I think Russell just hit the nail on the head and it'll be it'll be more than interesting to see on Thursday, you know, J, JP's um the the countdown behind them how many days until the mm-hmm. terms because that is the worry, you know, we are you know, it's going to be fifty around the fifty-day sort of mark. We have no manager in place, no matter if it be if it be Ange, if it be no, if it be anybody. We, we still do not have one in place. How are we going to, you know, get anybody in here? Attract the players, the caliber of players we need um, to to not only to try and to To get back in, in any sort of title race because there were, there was no title race this year at least um, and and get get a place in Europe kick on in Europe where are we right now you know this is this is a worrying state um, and and I think right now I think that's where my realization is just like wow this is this is worrying you know people
0: can spin it and try and be positive and talk about the fact that he's you know he's highly thought of in Australia and highly thought of in Japan and and I get all that. But, I mean, I just struggle to find the fact that like he, he's probably not a household name in his own household. You know what I mean? So I, I just find it strange that, that, ser- that sh- this is Celtic's idea of thinking out the box, go and get this guy. Somebody that no one has heard of, plucked from, you know, a standard, standards of football that, you know, you would be disparaging towards. I've never watched the Australian Football League or... Or the, the J League. If I can't even really comment. Because the, they just don't register in my Richter scale and my radar. Yeah. You know, all sorts of people say, oh, the standard's this or that. But all I know about Australia and the J League is that it's usually a place where guys coming to the end of their career go for a large payday. Because some club offers offers them a ridiculous sum of money for a, a couple of years wing down. You know, just it's just the, my perception. You know, so I, I just, uh, you know, so someone out there can enlighten me, but they cannot, those standards of those leagues cannot be anything near the Scottish Premiership. I'm sorry, they just can't. People probably tell me that they are, but I don't, I refuse to believe that. And if it is, then why are these guys or these managers who are supposedly talented, why are they not being snapped up right, left and centre?
5: I begin to think as well. See, see the fact that, you know, obviously if you missed out on how, right, and you've got, I'm sure, Tony, a list of names, right, and we can touch on them if you want, but I'm sure the list you're talking about of names, why are they not feasible options? And maybe it just simply is the circumstances we make managers work under are just unacceptable for top managers, mate. They're just not going to do it. And I think everyone now in their anti-phones, Brendan Rogers straight away, why did you leave? And when they hear the home truths from him, and as I've always said, I've revised my opinion on it. I'm sure I called him a rat at some point when he left like everyone else. But the reality is, there's two sides to every story. And what was it that upset him so much that made him want to leave? Why did Neil Lennon accept getting his coaching staff picked from the least man to ever act like that ever was Neil Lennon? He is too strong a personality and yet he went in and took the job as Lennon light and that was upsetting. When you think about it, it came and bit us back on on the backside, you know. Mm. Now, we can't get the How deal done. We've had three months at this, mate. Three months, if not longer. There's... There's speculation that Howe was actually spoke to in November and that the reason that he didn't want the job is because he was told not to work there while Lawwell is. That is the, the rumour, mill, mate. Yeah. Now, we don't go for Howe and we're not going to go for anyone of the similar ilk because it will be the same outcome. It will be the same end game. They will not work under the circumstances that you Celtic try and force upon them. Whether that be, you need to have John Kennedy, you need to have Gavin Strachan. Whether that be, you need to sell before you buy. Whatever it is, something doesn't tick all the boxes for top coaches to manage at Celtic. And you hit the nail on the head. The blip was Brendan Rodgers. Not the good. He was the one that didn't. It's like we see it as that was the best appointment in the last ten years. They see him as a nightmare. That has to change.
0: Now the question at the bottom there. Amy, yourself, move on to Angie Posticoglu. Will this appointment appease the support? Mm. You know. $64,000 $64,000 question but your face tells it all I <laughs> you know, it's
4: just it's just about worrying isn't it like I say and you know we, we definitely have went a, a little bit harsh on him um, f- for a guy that you know he, he's not even he's stepped foot in the door or he's hit the job so th- there's no doubt when or if he comes in then Absolutely, we will have to simply get behind them because, as I've said, it doesn't actually matter. It's not his, it's not him that the anger and the mortifyingness is is at mortifyingness. Um,
5: <laughs> this right. oh, Carl, <laughs> it's Monday. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's
4: it's the predicament we find ourselves in, and it's the handling, it's the, it's the handling of the club of this whole scenario. And you know, it's that that's where that the anger is is um, directed towards. Certainly, from me, and it, it's it's just it's disappointing but will the appointment appease the support I I don't think so I really don't you know as I say it needed to be an appointment not a disappointment and right now I I do feel disappointed and again it's not his fault because like you say wow if Celtic came calling to you you know, f- fifty-five years of age then, and um, and th- they're saying that they want a, a youthful dynamic, you know, forward thinking, and, and who knows, maybe maybe he's going to he show us all wrong. But of course, you're going you're going to snatch that, um, and you're going to grab that chance with with both hands. But I think right now it's not what we expected, what we'd hoped for, kind of what we'd advocated for. You know, it's not that right now. This wasn't a, a, an opportunity for for a. You know what's what's the word I'm thinking for well, thinking of? It's it wasn't it wasn't a chance to take. You know we wanted something to come in and, and be a little bit stable. It wasn't a, it wasn't a, a hit and a hope. and I just feel that's maybe a little bit what this is. We've not hit the the height that we wanted to hit, and now I, I just feel it's it's disappointing.
0: Yep, and also Russell, you said it there. If that narrative's out there that Celtic are foisting backroom staff and stuff like that and you know restrictions and budgets and stuff like yep. that on any manager that, that's out there now so that is a barrier to uh, hiring a top level or a high bar manager as we've banged on about you know you you rightfully say guys will not come and work under those parameters and strict boundaries you know which is why they probably had to go to Postacoglu who is, is a a great opportunity and maybe this unaware of kind of restrictions that might be placed mm-hmm. on him he sees it it's, it's a big job this is my chance to shine in my, in my stage and as you yeah. say we have done and have done and we have and we'll make no apologies for it because we are Celtic supporters we are disappointed it's not the it's not the manager that we wanted given the fact that we've, we've had lots of months to sort this out You know, it's it's just, it's a crushing disappointment. Yeah. And I don't have anything personal against Bostecoglund, because he could come in, hit the ground running, and be, be, as I've said, that new messiah wherever he may roam. And I hope he is. But at this point, your gut is telling you that it could have disaster written all over it. You know, that's what your gut's telling you. And the other side is saying, give him a chance. Yeah, give him a chance. You're sitting like that. Yeah. You're yeah. going into a season where you have 35 million quid at stake and you're going like that. Hope this is the right guy. Hope he brings in the right players. Hope, hope, hope. Yep. Oh, that's, that's, that's no way you're going to any season. And especially no way you're going any season if you're Glasgow Celtic Football Club and you are acting like a big football club.
5: I'm sorry, it's not. No, I agree with you. I think as well. I mean, it's just so, it's so baffling that we get a new CEO and Lowell is apparently leaving the building and we're all thinking it heralds a new era, but everything just seems to be the exact same. Now, I appreciate Peter Lowell still in position right now or whatever, right? But you would think that whoever it is that's coming in, it's a new era. It's a new dawning of a new age. The Celtics seem to be the exact same and doing the exact same things and for the exact same reasons as what they yeah. would under Mr Lowell. So I wonder as well, maybe he gets it too tight. Maybe it's far deeper rooted and there's an arrogance right across the board. Um... And, or, or some sort of strange business thinking that seems to keep us going from one episode to another. I find it honestly incredible that under these charlatans that we won four trebles in a row. It's actually it's almost a miracle.
0: mean every year we seem to go through the same state of flux, and I'll take you right back to when Strachan was away. Stephen Fletcher, they wouldn't sign him, right? Yep. Yeah, John McGinn, they wouldn't sign him, right? Ben Davis, they wouldn't sign him. Yep. And then Tony, they, they wouldn't sign him. Then maybe how they could declinch the a deal. The common denominator in all of this, right? Is cash. Amy, right? Uh, you, you've got it. That's it, right? But also, the protagonists that are involved in these deals, it's been the same people. The Celtic board. I mean, common denominator, maybe. Russell alluded to there. Peter Lowell. But is it deeper? What, what I said the other day after, what is it with Celtic that they can't conclude a deal and every deal that they can't conclude has come back to Tottenham in a massive massive way
4: You Know, yeah, and to be honest, I'm probably the worst person to come to in this because the way you've the way that you've you know you've perfectly put that out since since Strachan's early days with Fletcher, you know, that that's my whole Celtic career, that's my whole Celtic life, Mm -hmm. that's that's all I know. So, you know, these disappointments, and like I say, it certainly doesn't make it any easier, and especially I think in these last you know 40 minutes, I've really just took a real realization that is quite. Worrying that the state that we are in, that we are literally fifty days away, you know, from from Champions League qualifiers, but that has been, it, and it's all these misses and these up, uh, and you know, there's such a joke that I think every time you, you turn on a game, if it be in the if it be in the Championship, or anything like that, oh, Celtic was linked to him, Celtic were linked to him, you know, Celtic been linked to everybody. Um, there's there's not a striker who I don't know who's been, you know, promoted from the <laughs> League that Celtic weren't, you know, linked to, it. and I'm and I'm not joking. It's it's just a, a matter of fact. So. I don't know, I think it, it definitely puts you guys, you know, what's the difference under previous boards to, to, to now um, but there's there's something just not clicking um, and, I, and I really don't know what it is and it has to be a deep, deep-rooted issue because as you say, you know, we're, we're moving on from well Times, we're, we've, we've upteen managers, so it's not the managerial you know, we're in, we've been in states of dominance, we've been in states of, of chasing um, so everything else is sort of changed and differed, but there's only been one recurring theme and it is it's obviously it's the board and if anything deep root, deep rootier than that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it's the stripping of optimism, isn't it? You should go into every season with renewed vigour and optimism. Yeah. And, and hope. Right? Renewed hope, as you say. And they could just when you thought things couldn't get any worse after the season that they had when they never prepared properly for the ten. And then you got to February and they parted company with Neil Lennon and you thought, right, this is it. You know, you heard Dominic Mackay was coming in, you thought, they're going to tool up, they're, they're going to get it right this time. And they've just sat, and again, don't know what's happened, but they've rested on their laurels, probably thought, Eddie, I was coming in, everything will be rosy in the garden again, you'll do what Brendan Rodgers did, you know. Yep. marvel. But they've got to do their bit as well. They're representing the supporters. You know what I mean? They're holding the highest office. We expect them to conduct their business at the highest level, you know, and do it well, you know. But it just again, and and then still asking you to fork out your money for and not giving you a definitive when you can get back into the stadium. Yep, you know, and and just and and it's I get keep getting back to it's just the supporters that feel the brunt of this. The supporters on Friday, collective gasp that. So, Cutting the stomach feeling that I looked to when the how deal collapsed. You were like deflating. Yeah, so, I, I, so devastation. You know, and then pick, and then it's guys like myself who are on this, trying to pick up the pieces from this and try and be positive as we attempt to move on.
5: Uh-huh.
0: How do we move on? You, honestly, how how do we move on? Where do we go from here?
5: I think it's difficult, Tony, to try and move on when I think there's still got to be an inquest as to how it went so wrong, firstly. Um, see, whatever reason there was that was taken out for Eddie Howe to change his mind on this, and it does feel like he's backtracked a bit, right? I think we can all say Celtic, yes, probably the rest in laws, but see, whatever reason he's given. Firstly, how was it not fixable at the time? How could we not move the goalposts again then to to, to to accomplish getting him over the line? Secondly, how did we only find out now? <laughs> How's it took so long? And we've used every excuse for him not coming to Celtic. We've already, I've already alluded to, you know, I think the, the, the fact Peter Lawwell was there might not be a guy that you want to work with. Okay, fair enough. His new CEO comes in, still three months down the line, hasn't got him over the line. Right? Then you're looking at it was a backroom staff that he needed to get from Bournemouth that situations now came to light that was doable, it was all there because the playoffs have finished for Bournemouth you're then talking about was it his contract, well we didn't even make it to the 1st of June to give ourselves the hope that it might be a contractual thing that his contract finished on the 1st of June and we might somehow cling on to that hope, we've even blown that one, Mm -hmm. so I don't understand, every reason that seems to be occurring for this that we've or every excuse that we were managing to create for this not to happen has came and gone he still has chose not to join Celtic I don't understand, I want to know what it was and if it was fixable and I want to know secondly why it took us 90 days to find out that we've got a manager under our you know under our sights that doesn't actually want to join you how are we getting that so wrong Yeah. how are we not smelling that Tony? Well
0: I only those at the top can answer, and as you see, they. I know. I know. I know. They've not answered anything since the start of the, the ten in a row season. So, what chance have you got? But can I ask you then, if you had the choice tomorrow, who, who would you install as the new Celtic manager, Russell? Bearing in mind that short-termism, as you say, I'm not hmm. trying
5: to put you in a spot. I'm my just, heart, my heart, my heart now says Roy Keane, right. but I would, if I, my brain, though no. And I know you're going yeah. to agree with this one because we've, we debated this three months ago, Tony, when we were yeah, we first becoming best pals. Yeah. And we, were, we did, we spoke about it at length. And I said, Steve Clark would be who you, you would go for. If he has a good Euros as well, wow, he's going to yeah. look a hotter appointment than ever. Do you yeah. know what I mean? If he, he qualify, he could potentially qualify Scotland out of a group for the first time in Scotland's history. Yep, yep, yep. Um, and I, you just know as I say about the short term this is the real world we're now in 50 days or whatever it is I don't even want to see GP's sign ever again because the, <laughs> the, the, the group stage is so close you'd back him before anyone else to get us through those navigate us through the, the extremely difficult route that we now face in the Champions League because we finished second in the league
0: Amy what's your thoughts on that uh, uh, Roy Keane and uh, Steve Clarke are you
4: I don't know. Um, I know. I, I've I've probably not hurt myself out. I think I definitely I mentioned obviously the the age of post Coglu um, and and I I'm not meaning you know because there you go Steve Clark you know I, I've definitely said that in the past that I, I actually didn't even mention him from Steve Clark and he's probably older. But I think the point is is that you know. The reason that most fans didn't want Steve Clark was because they said, "Oh, he's older; it's not the youthful dynamic coach we were looking for." Yeah. So if then we look at a Steve Clark, or we look at, I don't know, a Mark Hughes, then the whole shift, and then the, there's a whole mentality shift, and then you can really get on board in that sense with with Ange just not the, the other the abundance of other issues. You know, there's gonna be there's gonna be issues with anybody we, we um appoint now because it's it's not gonna be how and it's not they're not gonna hit the heights of how. But I don't I don't know if it's if it's, the, um, if it's still the more youthful sort of looking manager then I, 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 his, his name's not been chucked about but I'd maybe go there's, there's Steve Cooper down at Swansea and I appreciate he just missed out on promotion but I've, I've been really impressed by him um, I've watched a lot of championship football this season and I've been remarkably impressed I think he's came in, he's something a bit different um, and he, he's breaking a little bit of different mould but it's a tough one, it really is but then if, like I say, if you're going to totally abandon the whole youthful dynamic sort of approach, I I wouldn't be against Mark Hughes and I know there's been a whole debacle on Twitter about that, I appreciate that I'm not going into that but it's, um, you know, then he he ticks the box of of knowing the leagues knowing the, um, the, the stature of the club and just having a bit of a presence, having a bit of a name—that—that's the other point that we're saying. He, he needs a little bit of a name. Like, say, if if it be Gerard, then it's up against Hughes. He, he's been there, done that, and, and I understand Hughes creates a whole lot of. Um... <sighs> angst and, and and different talking points and debate, but it's it's a it's a tricky one no matter what. And like I say right now, it's just I think there's just so much, especially for me, disappointment and really, you know, a lack of trust, lack of um, association with the board. And I think more than anything, well, we've talked we've talked about the disconnect with the board, but now there is a severe, severe lack of trust.
5: Spot on.
0: Aye, I mean, completely. I mean, it's just it's it's a trust issue now. You know. You, completely and utterly, as I've just said there, uh, it's the disconnect and the division amongst the Celtic supporters is frightening. I, I spoke about a while ago the, the cannibalism on Twitter where fans are eating each other. And it's because of the board that this has happened. Yeah. And it's still happening over this. And this is the biggest decision the club are going to make in a long, long time. And they've plucked a relative unknown you know, and, 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 and lots of Celtic supporters are, uh, Celtic supporters faithful through and through, and I yeah. get that, and they'll just support the pub, no matter what, and no matter who comes in, and that is fine. And as Amy alluded to there, it's, it's not actually, I suppose, the fault that he's been brought into this mix, but just disgusted by the way this has been handled, from the get-go, Yeah, from, from last dog well, from last July, when they were preparing to go into the Champions League, well, didn't prepare at all. <laughs> the last pre-season, really. Right? Our, our last one. The season before ended. You know, they just not prepared at all and they put up a wall of silence and treated you with utter contempt and disdain and the state that we are now in, that we are scrambling about trying to find a manager 50 days before we went to the Champions League qualifiers. Just still, I mean... And if people at the top can't see the way this club's been run and that they're a laughing stock, then what chance have you got? I know. Because they're no hurting. No. You're hurting. I'm hurting. Amy's hurting. 52,000 season ticket holders are hurting. And many other Celtic supporters all over the world are hurting. And they're staring in disbelief at this. And I get that the 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 ranking file and the most optimistic people say give him a chance we're going to have to give him a chance if this is the man I mean we've spat for nearly an hour and we've gone in heavy but if if it's Angie Postacoglu then he will get our support of course he has to because you're a Celtic supporter and that's the bottom line but we're just trying to have to be positive about this and the processes that have led the club to this that's what we're having a go at here and the fact that the manager possible incoming manager might not, be, might not be the man that fixed the role I know him.
5: I, I think it'll all be summed up Tony if Nier Beaton plays centre back in that first <laughs> Champions League qualifier and' think yeah, I'm was, having a laugh and I'm actually yeah, trying I'm like yeah. it's actually a real, real a real chance of that being what we are dealing with yet again and is that going to be fair on Andrew Postacoglu no it's not and that's why it'll be him because no-one else accepts it, Tony, that is of a standing above what we what we should be aspiring to be. Yeah. People of that standing do not t- go for Celtic because they do not want to play near beat on as a makeshift centre-half from the Champions League. That is an example I'm giving, by the way. I'm not saying the job is defined by that. But you wouldn't be surprised again if yet again you see him as the makeshift centre-back in this first qualifier. Wow. And, and do you know what? And I said
0: to you off here, I'll say it to you now, I, I said I, I wouldn't be averse to bringing in a safe pair of hands like Gordon Strachan for a year until they did their due diligence and went and scouted a real manager and courted them for this year, right? Because Strachan's got that arrogant streak in him as well, They're a bit like the Roy Keane streak that you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah I know what you mean. Was this, right? There's arrogance there with Roy Keane and you know he would go toe-to-toe with Steven Gerrard, but you, you can't for the life you think that it would be a disaster waiting to happen, you know? where well, Strachan's been there before under adversity and he triumphed you know and people say oh you're talking rubbish yeah but I'm talking about an actual safe pair of hands where you could trust he's a wee bit of arrogance you can get football results you can win football matches and he would probably do it under the circumstances because he's done it before under those circumstances you know so you just say right get on with it and and I like I up in the Scotland the decent standard before he left, so you know, it's just an idea rather than plump for the unknown, the relative unknown. I know it might not be popular, Amy, but hey, we're not making any nobody in the club's making any popular decisions moment. <laughs> it's just <laughs> another know, throw in there, isn't it, you know?
4: Uh, There's certainly no popular decisions you're, you're spot on there, and it's just it's, you know, how, how have we got to this state? you know? Um, it's <laughs> There, there is now a divided support. You know that that that's not the, the state of play that we should be in right now. I think, that, of course, now people will come out and say, oh, weren't really a fan of how and whatnot. But I think there was a little bit of, everyone could. There was a little bit of how that everybody could could get on board with. You sure. Know? Maybe not, maybe not complete. because nobody's going to please everybody. But I think there was a little bit of unity and a little bit of wow, right? We're we're making that sort of step forward. But um, you know, like I said, there's there's a divided and, support right now, and and any times this is this is the last thing that we needed.
0: It was the echoes of Brendan Rodgers as well, Amy, with yeah, knew that he could come up here, reinvent himself, and be a winner, to yeah. win stuff and. That kind of thing and take his career onto the next level where he wanted to, because this was a guy who was linked with the England job very early in his career. Yep. And Celtic were going to offer him that platform back to the big time, and people were on board with it and they were excited. Lots of people said that he got relegated, yeah, they had it, but he kept Bournemouth, remember Bournemouth, in the top flight in England. I Five, know. six years. Incredible. Right. So people were excited about it, and it's alright in hindsight to say I didn't want him anyway. Did you not want them at the expense of Angie Postacoglu? You wait up now. You know, so uh, that's my thoughts. And people were on board the Howe bus, Russell. Everybody was on board the
5: Howe bus. I think so. I you agree know? with you. I agree I mean, with you. Do you think? Do you think they don't want folk like anyhow? It's too much of a problem. They almost don't want people to be trying to. Push Celtics, you know, whole, the whole train and right or, or the bus, shall we say? You're wanting it to, you know, to achieve everything it can and go as fast as it can. And I almost get this vibe that Eddie Howe was a problem to them. Brendan Rodgers was a problem to them. Martin O'Neill, to an extent, was a problem to these guys, well, right? And Gordon Strachan might have done it once, Tony, but I think it's fanciful that he would come back and do it again. I'm not, I'm do you know I'm that? Not, not, not because your, no, your, your basis on him, just let me finish. Sorry, your basis on him was all, all sound. I actually think it would be foot like Strachan that would say no to us now. <laughs> Possibly,
0: I do. Uh, that, that, that's that's a fair comment, actually. Yeah, I guess so. Uh,
5: your rationale is spot mm-hmm. on. I actually think Strachans of the world wouldn't, yeah. but once bitten. Twice as shy.
0: Well, as I said at the top of the programme, bring on the new Messiah wherever he may roam. <laughs> He's going to have to be a Messiah because we're getting into this season on a wing. and a yeah, yeah, I've been Tony Haggerty. That's been Russell Boyce. That's been Amy Canavan. That's a wrap for Axum for a <laughs> <Yes>, thank, <laughs> thank,
5: thank, thank you, Milan. You. Thank you.
2: Check out Bosley today.
1: When MMA fighter Clay Guida was losing his hair, he trusted Bosley to get it back. Now it's your turn. Get a free information kit, plus, get a $250 off gift card when you text SCORE to 203203. That's text SCORE to 203203. Don't wait. Text SCORE to 203203. This week on The Marketers Report, Patricio Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, Direct to Consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs
2: in on building trust.
1: 18 plus.